1: Señor, I would like the pollo ranchero por favor.
0: Just gonna pour myself another bourbon and just let
1: this thing roll.
0: (laughs) All right, welcome to the latest edition
2: of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith, Scott Weeby, Brian Chesko, gentlemen. We are enjoying a lot of Premier League football these days. Game week 12 over the weekend, game week 13 in the midweek, and then game week 14 right after it. It can only mean one thing festive
0: fixtures. The
2: holidays are approaching and the congestion in the schedule is real. And so we're not going to dig into specific matches. We encourage you now more than ever to follow us on our social media channels. Follow us on all of them. We do a little bit, something a little bit different usually on all those different channels. We are on Instagram, we are on Twitter, we are on Facebook. Make sure you follow us, FPL America at all three, Uh, and then also we have a Patreon page. That's right. Let me just make a quick plug here up front for our Patreon page, Uh, FPL America Podcast. There is a way there that you can follow us financially. We have a very small, what we've been calling a micro-donation approach to this season, a $1, $2, and $3 per month tier. You know, it's that change in your... Couch. That's true. Just throw it out there. Yeah, every little tiny bit helps. It does. It helps us uh, gain recognition for our podcast by being able to do some different social media marketing, paid marketing to help get the awareness of what our podcast is out there. That's right. Uh, it's it's humbling to know that this is a, a a niche of an industry, you know, FPL and all the different media that surrounds it, and yet. The knowledge of our podcast is so minimal right now. So if you're listening and you haven't checked us out on Patreon, please, I I encourage you to do so. And while you're there, be sure to catch up on the last several FPL America, the article, exclamation point, uh, Mm -hmm. posts that are there. Brian J. has been crushing it this year, giving you weekly advice, usually towards the end of the week. So it's perfect for those last-minute decisions. I'm telling you, if you follow us everywhere that we keep telling you to, week in and week out, you're going to have a little bit of everything that you need. Uh, it's always encouraging when listeners reach out through our various social media channels and let us know that they set their rosters to the advice that we give. That's dangerous. <laughs> no, it's it's not bad at all. Uh, but this week we're going to give you a shorter episode with just a couple of things that we're going to discuss, uh, mostly because the matches are coming in so fast and furious right now. Like I said, now's the time if you want specific match-specific, I should say, uh, feedback. Follow us on social media. We're going to just discuss a couple of things in general. First of all, the return of fans to the Premier League, and then we're going to close with uh, and and what that means. And then we're going to close with uh, what I've put together. I was inspired by something that Juan United posted on Twitter during the Saturday matches uh, in in FPL Twitter. Juan United posted... Some a list of players that were essentially like an all-disappointment team. And it yeah. inspired me to put sure. together my own full 15-man squad of players who have only disappointed us in FPL this season. So we're going to discuss and debate that squad. All right, Scott. I love this. Let's, this let's do this. This episode as well. Brian?
1: Let's get on with this abbreviated episode of FPL America, the
2: podcast. I noticed something... On Saturday, that stood out to me. What's that? Well, first of all, it should be standing out to everybody in, in one way, and that is the return of fans to most Premier League pitches. Not all, but most clubs now have had the opportunity to have some fans in the stands. Sure. 1,000, 2,000, or 3,000 of them. Uh, even those small numbers, and even though you know it's a, a small percentage of what these stadiums can actually put into them, you still get a decent amount of crowd noise. I love it. Every match, NBC's like, there is no artificial crowd noise. Some, someone must be complaining on Twitter or something about Jeez. artificial crowd noise because they keep putting, no artificial crowd noise. This is the real 2,000 fans and their noise, which is which is wonderful. But I, I noticed something. What? You saw it with Crystal Palace as they drew Spurs, and you saw it with Fulham as they drew Liverpool. Okay. These were their first matches against superior talent, superior opponents for Palace and Fulham, but their first match with fans in the stands and both squads looked like they wanted a result for those live fans sitting in the seats. It makes me wonder for a short window of time right now as we are in this smaller, you know, 1 to 3,000 fan, you know, stage of, of bringing people back for maybe a short a short period of time right now and then again when it expands to something closer to full capacity, I wonder if home pitch Will mean more than ever in FPL.
0: It's an interesting point, but I would say, look at look at the table right now. I mean, you got teams that have been producing regardless of, of home pitch. Look at West Ham sixth, Southampton fourth. Uh, Leicester was up at the top last year, third. That's probably no surprise. Villa at tenth. You know, I I just think that there's teams that that have been doing well regardless of fans being in the stands or not. I, I agree with you. I thought that that would actually, fans not being in the stands, would have made it so that the the better teams on paper would be more consistently better. And that hasn't seemed to translate. Now, the Fulham match didn't surprise me. We talked about this last week. You look at Fulham's matches coming into that. It was 1-0, 1-1, 2-1, 1-0 type games. Yeah, they were tight games. And sure no enough, sure enough, they're up on Liverpool most of the game until Brian. Someone, like who was it, threw an arm over their head, got a handball in the box in a crazy way. He put it up. Gave, he put
2: it up by his. Gave, gave Salah the head.
0: penalty. Wasn't. Up I mean, if Liverpool's not giving a penalty, there they might lose that game. Yeah. And I mean, that was what in the eighty-first minute. Yeah, that, that, like that game was. Well, I was
1: going to say, and the first half. I mean, the only team that looked. Interested to score
2: was for the longest Fulham. time
1: was Fulham. Uh, I still like I, I Ivan Cavallero. I don't know how he didn't get a goal. Yeah. I don't know how Fabinho didn't get called for a penalty. I I just I th- there are so many things that went Fulham's way, and it's still like it still took Bobby Reed with a, a, with, a
0: with a stunner. Getting back to your original point, yeah. No, I'm not surprised. It, I hadn't thought about like the way you put it. Fans being back and then playing for him, probably so. I that's got to feel, you know, I know that the players, they love playing in front of the fans. That's one of the reasons why they play
1: uh, and I, the money. I, I just, I, <laughs> I well, I, mean, I, my initial thought was, are these guys tired? Yeah, I, mean, I, that's the, sure. I mean, it, you know, just the clubs playing in Europe. I mean, I feel like that's a, that's a, seems like an obvious one. And then it just fits a lot of narratives. It does. Home fans, uh, you know, tired legs from, you know, the clubs that are playing more matches mm-hmm. Uh, overlooking a lower opponent. I mean, it's just I feel like there's a, there's a lot of that there, but yeah, I, I yeah I think it might what, be there might be a, you're this- right. I mean, there might be a bump for for some of these clubs for
2: just a few weeks here, maybe, yeah. and then when it goes like I said, something to closer closer to full capacity, you might see it again. I you know historically in FPL. You you look for the H as opposed to the A home rather than away. Especially sure. with a captain, right? That's right. And and for the last I love several a home captain. for the last several months, that has like to your point, we haven't really thought about that that much. No. We haven't talked about it that much. If anything, we've played it down a little bit. And now I'm wondering if it's not going to be just as important, if not more than important, more important than ever. Right now, again, for a short window until until players get used to this again. But you're right, Brian. There are other factors potentially involved. Not counting the fact that the table is topsy turvy this year. The top clubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chelsea loses. United and City, nothing. Right? They they draw. They draw. You know, Spurs draw. Liverpool draw. I mean, you've got Leicester third, Southampton fourth, West Ham sixth, Everton seventh, Villa tenth. Now, obviously, that's as we're sitting here on Monday night just following game week 12 leading into game week 13 so that table is subject to change but it's an upside down league this year the top 6 you know the big 6 quote unquote you know and that does technically include arsenal uh they have fallen back to the pack so it's it's very interesting and the longer
1: the longer the season goes on too the more that a team like southampton who continues to perform well i mean they have a great system and a great flow going right now I mean, they, why? Why not another Leicester? Like why not one of those They're teams? they sort that, of the, lestering. That, a little well, little I was going No, I'm just thinking. Like the longer the season goes on, and that they still are within a a shout of it. I, there's. I mean, I get it. I know that it's not. There. There isn't another Leicester, but it just seems like the longer it goes on, teams that have it, that have that kind of system and the belief. I okay. mean, that's going to hold on longer belief. and longer for them. Yeah, on of the, course, belief. Oh, m-
2: momentum and belief is, is huge. Yeah, I mean, belief. you see it in the negative sense at Arsenal right now. You yeah. see it in the positive yeah, well, sense. Yeah, that's exactly. What is belief? Can I get they, some belief?
1: <laughs> what that means can basically some for somebody who's an Arsenal fan, it's the idea that your team really can do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that you have what it takes Thanks. when it Thanks. counts. Thank I you. love it so Thank much. Thank you so much. Um I don't even know what I was going to say because it doesn't matter after that. So, I'm excited to discuss this and present to you guys uh, my all-FPL disappointment team. Oh, wow. So far, we're roughly a third of the way through the Premier League season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Plenty of time to be able to put something like this together.
1: Oh, my goodness. And you, we know who's leading the line. But, yeah, I'm excited
2: for this too. <laughs> How do you want me to present this to you guys? Do you want me to start at the front and work back? Do you want to start in the midfield? Uh, do you want just... Let's come out, let's let's come out,
1: I was going to say, let's come out guns blazing and find out who the most disappointing attackers are, because I feel like we already know one A. No, I I feel, let's build to that. Oh, okay. I'm fine with that. we, We want...
0: Everyone wants to know who the most disappointing attackers are. Like we usually
1: do with like the it's, podcast, it's really sort of, disappointing for the first sure. part of it, and yes. Then, yes. then it, like, so like it swells, swells to a crescendo. Yeah. Anyone sort of who's
2: end. been listening to us for a while knows that the second half of the pod is better than the first half of the pod, which is ironic because I am much less articulate, thanks to Bourbon, in the second half of the pod than I am in the first half. But anyway, uh, all right, so I'm going to start at the back okay work my way front I've got a full 15 man squad here so two keepers five defenders five midfielders although there's a couple of honorable mention midfielders here as okay. well and yep. then three and then three forwards all right here we go all disappointment team at goalkeeper starting I put down Allison the moment you want to put that guy in he gets hurt it's already happened twice this season
1: in, yeah in the fact that They've struggled with clean sheets. You can't predict injuries, and uh, but you'd still think that he could have done better up mm-hmm. to this point in matches that he's played in. So yeah,
2: I'm I'm behind that. Backup goalkeeper, mostly because of how the clubs performed. But a ton of people before the season started were all about Aaron Ramsdale. He was going to replace Dean Henderson, starting at Sheffield, and obviously it was good mojo Sheffield last season. Aaron Ramsdale. Does seem to be a very good goalkeeper. There's reason for excitement, but they have done so poorly that I put Ramsdale on the all-disappointment team.
0: That's completely fair.
2: My, completely fair. I never believed in Ramsdale. I thought he was somewhat of a
0: garbage, suspect goalkeeper at Bournemouth, and I was shocked that Sheffield was so pumped for him. Mm-hmm. But um, good luck, Sheffield.
1: My my nominee <laughs> would have been just, just on popularity. I know it's he's in the bargain bracket. But I think it was kind of closer to 50-50 between Matt Ryan and McCarthy, Alex McCarthy, to start the season. And I know that was a a brief debate for me to Mm -hmm. start the season. And and just like a lot of of people that have had McCarthy all season, it's been, I mean, so much better. And then you look, like we talked about it before with Brighton's defensive statistics, they've been really good. But they just keep letting goals. They keep letting a goal in here and there. And then you look and – down there somewhere near thirtieth, um, I think, is is Matt Ryan. He, yeah, he's re- he's ne- very much near the bottom of the starting goalkeepers, which is I I'm surprised by that. He's yeah. actually he is the bottom of the primary starting goalkeepers because I see just below him in points so far for the season, Quavin Kelleher. <laughs> at well done s- at
2: seven points. Matt uh, Ryan there, right above him. 25 points. Quick quick plug, because I actually listened to this on the drive over here to record this episode. Yeah, sure. Uh, Last week's full episode, normal episode, go to about the 85-minute mark. You'll hear the return of How to Say with Brian J, where Brian reveals the pronunciation of Quaveen Kelleher. Sure. It is, like, I dare you not to smile as you listen to that. I thought
0: the production in that was...
2: You did witty. two different
0: songs. Yes, I did. I'm, sh- I
2: loved I'm sure that. it's awesome. I was going to say, Brian. I totally believe I bet you
0: don't realize what happened, do you? Oh,
2: it's like magic. I did hear that, and I was like, I got to tell Dave. I noticed that. That was well done, well played. All right, moving into the defense. I feel like it's obligatory to start an all disappointment defense with the name Harry Maguire. Hmm. I understand that. <laughs> no, because that, he wasn't a great fantasy play last year. I don't. I'm not sure if that's fair. He's I would leading start the line with, for uh, he, or you know leading you know number one in in the defense that back line for Manchester United. It's set up for Max success. Dave, if you're a United fan. Real quick, lucky guess for you is Harry
1: Maguire owned more or less than five percent. Less. Yeah, you're right. He's three point three percent.
2: this is more about no, perception. This is more about perception than no. reality.
1: This is your Liverpool world coming <laughs> oh.
0: down on United World. <laughs> there's no, That's no way. All this That's is. True. At League Drew. This is more than I me. hear you. This at is league, league more than Drew me. At League Drew is rolling his eyes right now that you would even all right. bring this up. Can I give you the second I, defender
2: I'll, on my list? It I did, should be one of your reds. Trent, for, Trent Alexander Arnold. And you know who's number three? Andy Robertson. For what it's worth. I disagree with that one.
1: For what it's worth, Scott, I did not. When you said Harry Maguire, my immediate thought was he's just so generally disappointing exactly. in all facets of. I don't life. have great numbers
2: for that, that one. That, it's just perception. Yeah.
1: I'll take back Robertson. He's at least sixth in the league. In yeah, I. That, it's that's I'll more. I'll take back that, Robertson. Anything that's disappointing about Liverpool has way more to do with just overall you what you like expectations compared to what you've actually gotten and i don't think anyone isn't weighing in that thought Virgil's not there okay yeah. I, that right. uh, so that's it u- and, and trent injured for the
2: first time in, yeah, in our, our recent him. history but i owned him all the way up to his injury sure. and he was disappointing that entire stretch so this is more than than the two or three matches you don't cut him slack time. Brian. Go no, on. I, no. I,
1: I we look we argued on this podcast for andy robertson very much and that's a, that was a yep.
2: common theme in articles all over the place not just mine I, I was just like, stubborn and thought of course he's going to turn it around. Then he gets hurt, and he was yeah. an easy sell. Uh, let the record show, I'm four guys in. Two of them are Liverpool players, Dave. Okay, moving Fine. on to the fair defense. Enough. Staying in the city of Liverpool, I put Luka Dina.
1: Yeah, I would that's say. That's fair. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, Everton is overall, I think that's the same thing. Overall, defensively, dis- disappointing overall defensively for Everton this year. This Which doesn't year.
0: make sense, because... They've had such a good stretch of results. Uh, well, uh, now that you're players.
1: saying this, it makes me want to go back to goalkeeper. <laughs> and Jordan talk, Pickford. And talk about Jordan Pickford. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I just... no, but uh, uh, no. I, I understand that. I, uh, he was definitely a guy. I think when when the matchups were turning for Everton and it looked like wow, they have a really great run of matches. Dina, a pop, popular pickup for sure, and he might have gotten you a decent return in
2: a couple of yeah, those. It most, just yeah. has not been. It's not been great. Fourth defender on the list. For Manchester City, a Laporte. I think that's fair. I would. I I don't know
0: how
1: many games he's played. It's just because we talked about it last that's the, week. I mean, that's, that's the it, though, right? Yeah. He just not, no, playing. Never and get it's, not it's not because of health. It, that, when, when that this was, isn't because of health. Right. When it, him not playing, not being, not because of health, I think once that was kind of determined, like once we saw that he had kind like, I think you have to say it. He's lost his spot now. To John Stones, <laughs> I mean St- John Stones is playing Doesn't really well sense. right now. We should go back on two years ago the John Stones
2: ownership update. Mm. We if, might have to do if, that. We actually renamed that segment. Bringing you, that you segment
0: have, back I, this pod right no. now, Scott. What is the John Stones ownership update? John Stones ownership update.
2: Your guess. Don't look. I'm looking at it. You guess. Well, he's an English player. Okay. And English players tend to get a bit of a bump the moment they're good. Uh, I'm gonna go with seven. Okay, Brian. One point three. You you moron.
0: It's one point two. That makes me (laughs) furious. I am
1: cheat. I am not looking at it. I can. I have the most gigantic screen. No, I'm not looking at it.
0: All right. He's just that good, Scott. 1.2 One point two is the John Stones ownership update. Well, as Brian guesses, one point three that makes Diaz, me curious.
1: <laughs> Ruben Diaz has been the the more popular choice, and I think it's because who is believing in John Stones up to this point? All like, right, he he's he's doing well. Apparently, hold on, hold on. apparently Scott. Gareth
2: Southgate. Yeah, Scott. there's already rumors of John Stones back into the English squad. Scott. For Euro 2020. I
0: want this to be noted. Slash 2021. John Stones has played three games since he's been healthy and back. His scores in those three games, 6-6-8. He's
1: he's direing.
0: 6-6-8? For John Stones, who's owned 1.2%? price 4.8 billion dollars.
1: Now that is an interesting Sorry, uh, that's moment, an interesting Scott, thing. this is a
0: fantasy podcast where we speak yeah. about fantasy relevant things. Yeah. What other podcast would talk such nonsense and make so much
2: sense at the same time? Probably a lot of them. Hey, here's the thing. The moment someone who's listening to this brings John Stones into their lineup, Laporte will play. That's the thing. That's the thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe He's maybe the not. seventh
1: most transferred in in this tiny window that we have open
2: you know, before matches tomorrow. Game week 13. Yeah. Well, Laporte is the disappointment here. There's no question. He went from number one, ace of the back line for City last season to not even being able to make the starting lineup this season. Fifth and final mid uh, defender, Romain Saiz, has to be. That's a huge one. I
1: know who I want to put. Fair. I know who I want to put as number one. Uh, you guys both can be certain of who I would put at number 1 on that list but yeah I totally agree with Saïs being included he plays for Leicester City his his uh, a tendon in his groin was actually detached from the bone so younger yes exactly <laughs> He is my absolute number okay. one, of course. Season long disappointment, Sure. regardless is. of what else happens.
0: Sure,
1: he is moving to. Of the course, mid- he is moving. Sure. Moving to the. He's midfield. probably still owned almost
2: ten percent. I know. I'm all right. Sure, he is. All right, moving to the midfield with our all disappointment team. Thank you, Juan United, on Twitter for the suggestion. The midfield is loaded. <laughs> Let me just say with that. Disappointments up front. with disappointments. I'm going to begin with another Liverpool player, Sadio okay. Mane. Ouch, man. That
1: uh Are you doing this on purpose? It's I mean, disappointing that he's not in the top 4 in scoring, but he's eighth. Even in a season where it's like it's not I mean, for a minute there we were back I mean, that yes, there is no Salah or Mane debate right this minute. It wasn't crazy four weeks ago. I
0: mean, well, hold on. How, well, how you, I mean, hold on, Brian. N- do anyone have money? I want to go back. No, I want to go back no. six weeks. Six weeks of games. These are his scores: two, five, three, one, six, two. For someone that I'm paying eleven no, point nine. No, I am not. No, I right? am not
1: at all. Like he, his price had gone up. Look. I, just it, he was at twelve point one. I mean, he went from twelve to eleven nine up to twelve one a few weeks ago. Like it's in it's, that same stretch. Sala I, in that same stretch, Salah Sala is
2: uh, right eight I, nine zero six fourteen eight. Yep.
1: No, I know. And I, look,
2: no one who owns Sadio Mane feels great about it.
1: Right? Who's in my team? Like who's in my team? Who's in every? Who should be in everyone's team? Salah. We've been saying that all along. I'm just saying that well, there was. Why, a, why there does was anyone a, at hole at league hole own Mane right now? Ask well. I mean, look at week six. It was we were talking again about how he had pulled within points of Salah in the games that he had started. So look, it's not he. The minute that's the minute that Salah has a dip, which was week two. Look who the look who's the man. It's Mane. Look, it it was it was a discussion in those early those first five weeks of the season. Since then, and since then, no, it, his, the production Sala's, just has not been there.
0: Salah's ownership is now thirty-five percent. Mane's is eight.
1: Some of that is luck. I mean, we talked about it before. Mane had like, look, it was a fingernail. It was a, it was two centimeters from going over the line, and it was, it was cleared out. I mean, Mane effectively but scored a goal mostly, at least.
2: It's mostly penalties, for sure.
1: Yeah, that's that has been easily Sala's the biggest difference. He's not sharing, not right. sharing them. Right.
2: He's getting all those points. Yep. Uh, Dave, I've got an Arsenal double here in the midfield. Uh, I'm sure it's warranted. Aubameyang. Yes. And Willian, and mostly because of how well he started in game week one, it gave us all false hope about what he was going to do after that.
1: Yeah, that is for sure.
2: Agree agree
0: completely.
1: How many players went up two-tenths in the first week or two of the season? Other, uh, Willian of was the Willian big price Willian was one rise. of them, yeah.
0: Yep. Both been and then well, di- and then
1: proceeded to do nothing.
0: Ever since Aubameyang signed his contract, coincidence or not, it's it's not he is not produced. I don't think a thing on the field except his own goal. Uh, <laughs> the,
1: it is a definitive. There is no one this season more disappointing. Period than Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Right? Yeah. There is no one competitive on that level with him this season.
2: I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, how, I don't I know who it. else you could possibly I hate talk it, but about. I agree. Fourth midfielder and Brian, you might disagree with this. Okay, I have Kai Havertz. No, I, I, I agree. I agree with that
1: based on hype. Yeah, I think the hype of him coming in, uh, it kind of overtook the patience of new player in Premier League. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Yep. Werner had the hype and has gotten you something and is in the upper part of forward scoring. Uh, Havertz. It just hasn't settled for him yet. It has settled for him in non-Premier League games. but in And in Germany, he's been great. But not <laughs> in the Premier League yet. Just has not... It. Just, there was a couple of moments where it was like, there it is, the flashes of brilliance and what he's capable of, and then it proceeds to continue.
2: Because uh, to transfers be happen all the time in the summer and in January. You forget that, I mean, a young guy like Kai Havertz You know, is uprooting his entire life, moving to another country Mm -hmm. to play football. That's a big deal six days out of seven when he's not playing on the pitch. Yeah, there's no doubt about it.
0: I don't know. I always want to give someone who comes to a new league a little bit of a pass. Yeah. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, that's fair. And especially for somebody like him that was more, you know, it's like a lot of guys. They do great in another league. They have a lot of, you know, it, it is a lot of expectation on them, especially coming into this situation, this attack. Frank Lampard rebuilt, you know, this is his rebuild. This is the, these are the players that he wanted, and it clicked a couple times, and it just hasn't
2: totally clicked yet. I it, think it's, it might, I mean, it still might, but think, it just is. I mean, so far, not, not great. I think Havertz is a little damned by the fact that Ziege has come in and done better. In a shorter period of time, too. Yeah, but he—that kid can't stay healthy, anyways. That's true. Fifth and final midfielder, back to Manchester City, Phil Foden. Yeah,
1: I agree with that. I think I think the expectation for us, the feeling was no one is going to obliterate their their price more more than, than Phil Correct. Foden or this the, capa- the year. Yes, this was the, the capability
2: year. of him to do that, and it and it has absolutely not happened. No. Can I give you a couple honorable mention midfielders that I know you're gonna love, Brian? Yeah, I would love to hear them. Charlarseunchu? May... Nope, no, no, so oh. wrong position. Shall we go back to him? Why do you keep yeah. going back to Lord Farquad? <laughs> <laughs> he's just terrible, man. Um, Daniel. Now, he's Potence. not. He's not
1: terrible. i have just saying. Daniel
2: Podence is honorable mention because his overall points are okay, but it's when the points have happened, especially for you, Brian, and for a lot of his owners. I know Podence owners are frustrated right now.
1: I yeah i I was. I was frustrated entirely based on his usage. So that's what drove me to sell. Uh, plenty of people saw the same thing. When you're playing 59 minutes, there's nothing, of course, there's nothing more irritating than that. And, uh, True story. But no, he's, he's very good. He's obviously very good. He is a perfect eye test player. Mm-hmm. And it just, and it's yeah,
2: he's sporadic. Another player who we talked about early in the season but has done nothing since, Helder Costa of Leeds. Do You get him, Dave. Did no. you have
1: him for a minute? I
0: uh, never. Did you own him? A...
2: No. But I, I, I kept w- saying I no.
0: Don't faulted, go to him. Okay. Yeah. I don't have faulted anyone to do it. He has been disappointing, not as disappointing as as others, but as fair, honorable mention. That's fair. Yeah,
1: I was never tempted by
2: him. I understand that one. Though. Front line. I'm starting with Roberto Firmino. Who? I know he. I. I stand you're, up. You're for doing him. this on purpose. Who? I stand up for him in terms of what he brings in real life, but in fantasy, he has been a non-well asset. Hey, look,
1: time. we talked about it at the in the beginning of the season. I know it's something that that has appeared in article form. Roberto Firmino was awesome for FPL purposes at least twice last season. He had two runs of. 10-ish, 15-ish matches where he was a solid own and a top 10 overall scorer in a chunk of time. It doesn't feel like that's going to happen once this season. So,
2: but I would say that and you, it, and did it's either
1: an, one of you own him at all last I, year? I did.
2: Did yeah, you? I did. Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah, when I went to him his first run ended. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I definitely
1: owned him okay. for for a short right. period of time, but this I the, what you have said before, Scott, is that he's the kind of player that you would have to just own and not, and just own and hold.
2: Yep. Just forget ab- he's ab- on your squad. Absorb
1: the points, yep. no matter what it is. Yep. And and this season that
2: would be a, a terrible, never, st- that's yeah, a terrible, st- <laughs> almost on a bombing level uh, up front. Yeah. Uh, second forward I have on here is Anthony Martial.
1: Yeah, that's a Who? little, a little bit. <laughs> no, that's a little bit.
2: <laughs> Injury and sickness and... It isn't right and, now.
1: And excuses. It is right excuses. Well, last, last week, it was... Last week, it was definitely injury. But this... No, he... They were waiting for him to come back for a minute. And then he came back and nothing with Manchester United has been clicking. No. Really. And he didn't really help. I think that's the... And then I know what... I'm sure you would say... He's kind of been just outshined by Cavani in the well, couple yeah. in the little bit of time that Cavani's had, and out there.
0: and Greenwood's found a bit of form.
1: Mm. Yeah, I guess in the last two Ish. minutes, yeah, in his last just sub so. on appearance,
2: yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, for my third forward, I just wrote down Chelsea because the triumvirate. How do you like that word, Dave? Wow, of you should just go burner burner Abraham and Giroud. You would want at you would want that to be combined into one if you had any one of those three. And and unfortunately Yeah, we used to, remember
1: alive. we used to combine Zurigi and Steridge, DeVaniel Sterigi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. You wish that there was a way to combine the capabilities sure, of, of both, both guys players, into correct. one player. Yeah. Is Zurigi still on the team? He is. Do he, they play, just...
2: he played this past weekend?
0: I just obviously it. it was so meaningful his play's been so meaningful
2: that
1: I had to ask. No, I, I look,
2: it hasn't been much.
1: Okay. It hasn't been much.
2: I'm not trash
1: talking. On, on the Chelsea point, yeah, I think you Verner. Ex- Verner's right. the popular choice. Right. But he's got to be. Verner's the popular one. choice, and Tammy outscores him. If you went to Tammy, like that minute, Giroux catches yes. pure fire. No, hardly That's anyone. My point. Almost no one has been as as wasteful as Verner, though. And yeah, no, I, th- no, I think no. overall, Base, yeah, wasteful. I, wasteful. He's yeah, been very right. wasteful, and he might
0: he might end up being in position <laughs> at the end of the year. Oh,
2: are we? Is on he even, that wasteful? Are we no. on I'm just segment saying. Rename alert. No. Dude, he's got I had no, a lot of no. chances. He has. Stop. He no has. way. I
0: don't know. We will, we will,
2: not, see, no, we will not, check the numbers, Scott. Not, yep, that's, not, right. Numbers that's right. Numbers don't lie, yep. Scott. No. Yep. We will see at the end of the season who is the most faithful. Yep. It just depends on how many he puts in.
1: He is going to have to reach a like single-digit single or less conversion percentage oh. on big chances. I don't think it's Timo that Werner bad for in him an, yet.
0: in a, a, a scoring Chelsea team. Timo leading the line Werner has scored four goals and four assists this far on That's the season. at least something.
2: It is not bad.
0: You know, Brian, how many <laughs> people you can say, well, that's at least
2: something. Listen. But you know what? In a season where Kane... <laughs> no, I, I agree. Timo Werner... I mean, Che Adams is better than Timo Werner right now. Timo, Injured oh, Danny oh,
1: no. Ings has six and three. Look, Timo Werner has four goals, and he has... And he has had nine, nine, yeah. Yeah. nine. Oh, he's got
0: look, four and four.
1: Nine, yeah. nine big chances, four goals. I mean, percentage wise, Patrick Bamford is doing as bad as he is with thirteen big chances and eight goals.
0: Don't it's don't, close. Don't you bring it back to old? Bamfy. No, I'm
1: just saying. Like Chris Wood is Chris Wood is way worse. Nine big chances and just two goals. Yeah. So. That wow, I just I think it's more about pedigree. I think it's more, again it's more about expectation of right, Werner. That's I'm not, cool. but we're not changing off of Benteke. There's all no right, way it would have to be pretty bad. Right, right.
2: Yeah, uh, I would put an honorable mention forward here to round this out and to bring this episode to a close. Michael Antonio, just because of hell. Oh, and I realized how disappointing he's been Unfair. when I when I noticed that Sebastian Allaire only has one less fantasy point on the season right now than Michael Antonio.
1: It stinks because he gets the hamstring injury, plays a half, and then the next, within those next few weeks, he comes back again, gets gets out there for a, a run out, and David Moyes, the next after the match, was like, "Yeah, it's another hamstring issue, but not the same hamstring."
2: So it's oh, that kind of thing where one. it's like,
1: "Oh my gosh, are you serious? Can it at least be the same one so we don't feel like both of the hamstrings are bad?" I know. it's. I don't think that's how hamstrings work. But either <laughs> either way, yeah, it's been terrible because of how good West Ham have been despite not having him. I mean, this is such a huge credit, huge credit
2: to what David Moyes and West Ham true. are doing. It's true. All right. Well, that's your all disappointment team. You heard it here. Thank you, Juan United on Twitter for the suggestion. Dave, that brings us to the end of this uh, abbreviated episode. Well, it's abbreviated.
0: And the only sad part about this is is I've only been able to have one bourbon drink through this podcast. <laughs> That's horribly disappointing. But you know what? Hey, in this fast and furious festive fixture, be sure to check us on all the socials. Check out our pods as we're gonna try to do, even you know, we're gonna try to replicate this, maybe just crank some shorter pods out. Also, drink eggnog for the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time.